Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 119, Real Women. So we went back into the store. By the time he reached the front counter, Bobby was a good 10 feet in front of me, but had to search around until he found this old style binder full of blank receipts. He cracked the binder open and took a minute to write on one of them. And when he was done, he tore it out and handed it to me. Paid on production investment for a little round Jewish hat, $60. Amount due, $40. Signed, Baba Whispers. Four, Ripped Dress Productions. I read it over while he closed the binder and put it away. Thanks, I said. He didn't say anything or even smile. He just followed me back to the sidewalk and locked the door behind me. I didn't know what to make of that. Him being all quiet. What about that amount due line? I considered it a snark. A dig. A tweak of my nose. I let it go after deciding tentatively that he was, in fact, and by temperament, just a prick. I looked around to see if Bang was still in sight, but he was long gone. Back to the fam, I thought. When I jumped on the bus, all I could think about was this clear path I had to slamming Cynthia. She'd see me in action with people who thought I was witty and smart and self-effacing, if not humble. I figured if I got the rest of the producer money to whispers, I'd be only a word or two away from seeing her on her knees. But there was one big obstacle to the whole do-over with Cynthia that I didn't know about right that second. It turned out I wouldn't get another chance to go down to Whispers on 6th for a full week after that first night. And during that week, it kind of bugged me knowing she was there and maybe hearing about my brilliant assembly line idea that was revolutionizing the way they concocted one for the road. But I resigned myself to it. I really didn't have a choice and I couldn't complain either. See, I hadn't been keeping up with what was going on in Junior World, so it caught me by surprise when the wife asked me to hang in the app and take care of the boys for a few nights before my shift while she did some term project for her course at the newbie school. Ever since our big listen where we reached this new understanding of how to live with each other while owning our own stuff and minding our own business, Junior became so low-maintenance, it was like she wasn't even there sometimes. We chatted for a few minutes during the day, and then we split up, and later we jumped in bed together for a rousing snooze, with no sex, except for the routine my-turn-your-turn kind. And when I had sex with Junior, I was usually thinking about Cynthia or the babysitter Sarah Beth or Fonda or Belinda or the chicks at work, Carrie and Lucille, or Jessica or my Aunt Judy when she was young. And I could think about them in the shower with all that lather, so what was I missing sex-wise by putting in time with wife skin? (music) 
what I really wanted was Cynthia and Sarabeth and Fonda and Belinda and Carrie and Lucille and Jessica and my Aunt Judy when she was young. So anyway, Junior had morphed or transformed or maybe blossomed into the perfect wife in every way except lust cultivation and told me the day after my first night at Whispers' shop that she had this presentation she was working on and she needed to be out of the house for a few evenings. So could I please lurk paternally in the apt later than usual to make sure the kids didn't discover some internet fad that required them to slit their wrists or dye their hair? I had to clear it with Arvo, but that was a breeze. I just traded some hours with Kenny, who'd been begging Arvo for more hours anyway. But that meant I also couldn't squeeze in an hour or two to visit the tobacco shop on my work nights. Like I said, though, I couldn't complain, and agreeing to stay home with the kids gave me a chance to be magnanimous the way Junior wasn't magnanimous when I asked her for a few lousy days to shoot little round Jewish hat a month or so before she became the perfect wife, in almost every sense. I didn't know too much about what she was studying. Yeah, she told me the course title so many times it was burned into this cortex or that. Woman. Family. And the new context. But I could never remember much more than those words. She showed me a brochure once and left it on my nightstand. I reached for it a few times, really intending to read it. But the agony of impending boredom repelled my hand like it was a marshmallow reaching for a campfire. Finally, I couldn't even tolerate seeing it on my nightstand, so I moved it into the kitchen and put it on a dry part of the counter, a part I almost never look at. And she told me a million times what it was about and actually went into it pretty deep in one conversation on a Sunday morning when we were drinking coffee and the kids were over at a friend's house celebrating one of those Jesus holidays that I think now might have been Easter, but which could have just been Memorial Day. Some of my neighbors have flags and sparklers. But the thing is, I really didn't care what she was studying, so nothing she told me about it ever stuck. I got the sense that some new religion was involved, or the history of some old religion, and that this new context promised to radically change social attitudes toward the vagina. Her term project was going to be a bunch of reverent photographs of the vaginas of, quote, real women, end quote in black and white. I know that phrase, real women. It's code for wild, jiggling pork. Junior was busy snapping pics of their genitalia. Not their cunts, not their pussies, not their snatches, no boys. Their genitalia. One of the most disgusting words in the English language. So while Junior was off taking reverent pictures of ugly women swollen with self-esteem for parts of their bodies they'd been ignoring their whole lives up until they enrolled in the newbie school, I was going to stay home and protect the man squad. At first I thought I might be able to get away with bringing the boys down to Whispers' shop, but I chased that thought out of my head the first time I pictured me introducing them to the chicks I wanted to ball. 
Cynthia, Sammy, Sammy, Cynthia. I shudder at the memory of the thought. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2023, by Dan Wrench.